Welcome back to the Business English Podcast. I'm Rob, and today we have a challenge for you. Yes, even for those who think you've perfected your English numbers game. Ask yourself this. Have you ever hesitated just for a split second before saying a number in an English presentation? Or maybe, during an important meeting, you had that nagging feeling whether you're getting the trends and data speech just right. You might be thinking, I've been using numbers in English for years. I've got this. But what if I told you there's a chance you've been making tiny little mistakes, mistakes that native speakers might notice? Intrigued? Well, you should be. Today's episode is titled Everybody Hates Numbers, for obvious reasons. We're delving into the world of numbers in business English, from the basics that you think you know to the tricky intricacies of decimals and date formats. So, get ready to test your skills, refine your pronunciation, and maybe, just maybe, learn something new. Now, at a few points throughout today's episode, it is pertinent to have visual examples in front of you so you can see how the number is displayed when it is written down and then how it is subsequently read aloud. For this reason, we have written a number of exercises out and put them into the show notes for your reference. Do make sure that you have sight of these as we move through the episode as it will make the learning points easier to absorb and internalize. However, if you are one of our listeners behind the wheel of a car, on a treadmill, or doing the ironing, please hang fire until you are in a less precarious situation to whip out those show notes. Ready to dive in? Well, let's spin the music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. All right, let's dive straight into the basics. While you might be thinking, I've used numbers forever, what's new to learn? Trust me, this refresher might surprise you. So, first up, we have simple numbers. The hundreds, thousands, and millions. It sounds straightforward, right? Well, hopefully so. With simple numbers, there are essentially only three elements you need to remember when reeling off your hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions, and so on. The first thing is that there is no S on the end of the words hundreds, thousands, millions, etc. when there is a number in front of it. It's 80,000, not 80,000s. It's 300, not 300s. It's 10 million, not 10 millions. Remember, I said when there is a number in front, do not use an S. Here is an example to show the difference. Around 9 million people live in London. Around 9 million people live in London. Or millions of people live in London. Millions of people live in London. So, the first thing to remember is not to use an S. The second key element is to always add an AND after saying 100. For this element, please refer to the episode notes under exercise 1, so you can see the numbers as we go through them. So, ready for the example? 
Here it is. 123. 123. The next one. 123,456. 123,456. Notice I am saying it after each hundred, and of course, I'm not using those S's. Okay, last example. 123,456,789. As you can see, and here, I'm using and after every hundred. And finally, the third thing, as I hope has become clear with that last example, is that when it comes to simple numbers, they come in blocks of hundreds. So what do I mean by that? Looking back at the last example, notice that I am simply repeating the hundred number, then adding thousand or million. Here it is again, but listen for what we are doing with the hundred blocks, with the addition of the thousand and million. So. 123,456,789. Once again, 123,456,789. And this doesn't change no matter how big your number is. Please look at exercise two for the next example of a large number. Again, Pay attention to the blocks of hundreds with the additional thousand, million, billion, and trillion markers. Okay, here we go. 123,456,789,987,654. Once again, 123,456,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
and to separate the hundreds and thousands, we use a comma. Now, take a look at exercise three in the show notes. Here we have a number that uses both a comma and decimal point. I'm going to read the number, paying attention to the three key elements from the previous simple numbers section. Pay special attention to how I acknowledge the decimal point and then how I say the numbers afterwards. Trust me, once you get to the decimal place, it gets really easy. Okay, here we go. 12,345.6789. Once again, 12,345.6789. Now, I told you it gets really easy after the decimal point, didn't I? So the key elements to remember with decimals are, firstly, when reading a decimal out loud, you use the word point, not dot, point. Secondly, after the decimal point, you read out each number individually. It's that simple. Now, just something to keep in mind. When dealing with money or currency, and there is a decimal place or point, then the two numbers afterwards are expressed as a whole. Please look at exercise four in the show notes. Here we have 12 pounds and 34 pence. 12 pounds and 34 pence. Notice that the number after the decimal place is expressed as a whole. Right, with simple numbers and decimals all wrapped up, let us continue on our journey onto more intriguing numerical challenges. And now, as we sail smoothly from simple numbers and decimals, we venture into the often tricky yet incredibly essential world of fractions. Trust me, in the business realm, from stock markets to production statistics, fractions play a pivotal role. And mispronouncing them or misusing them, well, that could be a costly error. Let's begin with some common fractions. Now, when I say one over two, what comes to mind? In written form, that is usually expressed as the one with a forward slash and then the two. Take a look at exercise five in the show notes. Here we have a list of fractions. Follow me through and see how each one is expressed. One half, a half, one over two. One third, a third, one over three. One quarter, a quarter, one over four. One fifth, a fifth, one over five. And then from one fifth, it gets easy to remember as all you generally need to do is add a th, a th sound to the end. For example, one fifteenth, a fifteenth, one over fifteen. One forty fifth, a forty fifth. 1 over 45. But I'm sure very few of us will ever need that level of detail. Phew. Before we close down this section, a small note. 
While these fractions are crucial for various business contexts, always remember the audience you're addressing. Sometimes a percentage or decimal might be clearer than a fraction. It's all about ensuring clarity and understanding. Now, before jumping into the next section, I wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that if you wanted to get more out of the Business English podcast, then that is possible. For example, full transcripts complete with timestamps so you never miss an expression, phrase-focused one-pages to quickly refresh your memory before that next last-minute meeting, pronunciation support to assist with the trickier elements of business English, live read-along transcripts, quizzes, and much more. If this sounds like it could be useful, then the Business English Podcast premium subscription could be for you. Check out the details at the link in the show notes. Right, on with the show. Moving forward, let's dive into the realms of time and dates. And no, I'm not talking about romantic dinners. I'm referring to those crucial years, dates and times that are all too essential in business. In appointments, deadlines and milestones, the way we articulate time can make all the difference. So, first up, expressing years. It's simple, we're in the 2000s, right? Well, take a look at exercise 6 in the show notes. Let's take this year. You have the option of expressing it in three ways, actually. The first two are very similar. 2023. 2023. This is how I would say it. Or 2023. 2023. Notice here it is the addition or omission of the word and that makes the difference. Then there is the third way. 20. 23. 2023. The number is split into two blocks. Now, for many business professionals, this would be their style of choice, as this rule doesn't change apart from the years 2000 to 2009. Here, you have to express the years as a whole, like we did in our first two examples. 2003. 2003. 2007. 2007. 2009, 2009. But as we've just mentioned, before 2000, from 1999 backwards, you split the date. In English, you would never express a year as 1989. Just no. It would always be expressed as 1989. So the key point here is always split the date apart from 2000 to 2009, and then you won't go wrong. So here's a little test. What year were you born? How would you say that in the correct year format? What year were you born? Okay, here's another one. What year did you start learning English? What year did you start learning English? Okay, now let's roll into the obvious follow-on from the year format, the devilish date format.
Well, if one element of numbers in English is going to catch you out, it is going to be the date format. Why? Well, as many of you are more than probably aware, there is a difference between the American date format and the rest of the world. What do I mean? Have a look at exercise 7 in the show notes. In the UK, the date written in the example is the 1st of December 2023 or the 1st of December 2023. But in the US, the date would be understood as the 12th of January 2023. That's a whole 12 months difference, so be sure to be explicit when writing dates down. It is always better to spell out exactly what the date is. Now, have a look at the next date in exercise 7. This is the 1st of December 2023. As you can see, even with one simple date, there can be multiple written versions, but they are all expressed aloud in the same way. But do note, there are three things that must be said even though they are not written. Firstly, the article the is used before stating the day. Without it, your date will sound incorrect. Secondly, the day must be in an ordinal number format if it is not written. That is, first, second, third, fourth, not one, two, three, four. And lastly, the word of is used between the day and the month, even though it is not written. Remember, each of these elements should be used even though they're not written down. So, once again, the date from before is the 1st of December 2023. Once again, the 1st of December 2023. That phrase has all three elements in there. And before we close down this section, a final point here. You will also hear the day and the month being inverted such as January 1st instead of the 1st of January. Now, both these expressions are correct, but it's just worth bearing it in mind next time you're in a meeting or on an online conference so it doesn't catch you off guard. I know there was a lot to take in there, but do take the time to study the date format because it is clearly something all professionals need to be conversant with. Lastly, let's tackle time. Now, I'm not going to insult anybody's intelligence by going into the detail of telling the time, but rather just pull out a few observations that tend to cause issues. So firstly, quarter past 12 and quarter to 12, for example, are different in the US. These expressions are different in the US. In the US, these are a quarter after 12 and a quarter before 12, respectively. Secondly, when using quarter past, half past, and quarter two, we do not use the 24-hour clock. So, for example, half past 15 is incorrect. It's half past three. Thirdly, we do not use o'clock and a.m. or p.m. in the same phrase. We do not use o'clock and a.m. or p.m. in the same phrase. It is either three o'clock in the afternoon or three p.m. It is not three o'clock p.m. And lastly, and this one catches many professionals out, 
is half three. The slang or offhand expression, half three. If I say the time is half three, it is in fact 3.30. Doesn't matter if it's AM or PM, it's 3.30. I know that in many languages, this either doesn't translate or means a different time. But in English, half three means 3.30. And please also note that this does not apply to quarter. We don't say quarter three or use this expression with AM or PM. It is simply half three, half five, half six, half ten, etc. Now, as the clock counts down to zero on this episode, or should I say naught, nil, or O, oh, I think it would be remiss of us not to address the issue of expressing zero in the correct way. So, zero, this is used when the number is by itself, or when reading decimals, percentages, phone numbers, and in some fixed expressions. O, this is the name of the letter itself. It's also used in dates, addresses, and times. Nil, this is how it is used in sports scores. Nought, now this one isn't used in the US, but it is also used to express the digit itself. So, with that little explanation, there should be zero chance of you confusing the number again. And there we have it. From the basics to the tricky nuances, we've journeyed together through the vast landscape of numbers in business English. Whether you're an old hand or new to the game, I hope today's episode shed some light on those pesky pitfalls and offered a refresher on some foundational concepts. Remember, in the business world, clarity is king, and the way we articulate numbers, dates, and times can either build our credibility or subtly undermine it. With practice and awareness, we can ensure our communication is always on point, leaving no room for misunderstandings. Thank you for joining me on this numerical adventure. If you have found today's episode helpful, please share it with your colleagues, friends, or anyone you think might benefit. And as always, your feedback is invaluable. Leave us a review or drop us a message and let us know what topics you'd like to explore next. Until next time, Keep practicing, stay curious, and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.